0: Welcome to the 4th Row Podcast, your source for 2A sports. And now, your host, coming to you from the Slim 4 4 Studio, Andy and Benny Hill. Welcome to the 4th Row Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Hill. Unfortunately, Benny is not with me tonight. He's hunting somewhere, I believe, in Canada. So he'll be back in town on Thursday. So for tonight, it's just myself. It's weird doing a podcast all alone. It's like you're just sitting in a room by yourself talking to yourself, which I guess I am. But I do have Gary and Bones that are down here. They're quietly sitting down here in the studio giving me some feedback, giving me hand signals up, down, back, forth. They're a bunch of jokers, but I'm, I'm glad they're down here with me tonight as we get through this podcast. It'll be a little bit shortened version of the podcast tonight just because it's, it's hard to do these things by yourself when somebody else isn't here. So even though I have a ton of information from the weekend and from the state tournament, um, again, it will be a little bit shortened version until Benny gets back, and then we will do the full detailed version of everything that happened in the two-way state championship this weekend. Um, we'll also be rolling out, again, our fourth-row all-star team, like we did in basketball. So looking forward to doing that. As we get started tonight, I'd like to give a shout-out and congratulations to the South Severe Rams, who are your 2022 two-way state champions. They finished the season 20-3. Great, great season for those young men. They, they cap it off with a 14-12 victory over the Parowan Rams in the state championship game. Um, before we go back and talk a little bit about the overall tournament and some of the other games that we saw, I just want to just give a couple thoughts about the tournament itself and being there at Gatesfield. Um, what an amazing place to have a baseball state tournament. The sights and the sounds um, showed up there on Thursday. The sun was out. The grass was cut. The dirt was pristine. The field was spot on. One thing that I love is the music too. The between innings music and the warm-up music. Um, the kids are over here shaking their heads because there was a lot of 70s disco and a lot of old 70s rock going on, but it was it was just a fantastic environment. Um, something about hearing the balls pop in the glove and that sting of the bat and the balls. What a, what a great place and what a great time it was to be up there at Kearns this weekend. So, shout out to all those folks there at Kearns High School in Gatesfield who put on an amazing state tournament. Thank you to the folks at the state, uh, UHSAA also, who put everything on and allow these boys to go out and to showcase everything that they do. Let's back up a little bit and talk about the state tournament itself. Uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, first of all, the teams in the quarterfinals. So in the morning game, we saw the number one South Severe Rams taking on the number five Canab Cowboys. And for about five innings, this was all Canab. They showed up. They were as expected. Their dugout was on point. Um, usually led by their hype man, Wyatt Orton, who was down there making sure that the dugout was hot and was going. Um, and it took a while for South Sevier to get going. I talked to a couple of South Sevier folks after the game and, you know, it, it took them a little while. I don't want to say that they were necessarily starry eyed as they came into that, but uh, they Kanab basically just showed up. Let's give the credit where credit is due. But then South Sevier did what they they do, and they turned on the offense. South Sevier ends up taking that game eleven to ten, and they moved on to face the winner of the number two Enterprise Wolves and the number six Parawan Rams. Um, this game, I was excited to see this game as Enterprise rolled out uh, Ryland Randall, a phenomenal pitcher, a phenomenal player from for the Wolves, and the Parawan Rams rolled out, which is who was arguably the best pitcher in 2A, Shaden Benson. Uh, unfortunately for the Rams, or excuse me, unfortunately for the Wolves, this was all Rams. Shaden came out, uh, went full five innings, no hit. The Wolves, um, he and Trevin Yardley also led off the game with back-to-back home runs. And from there, it was all Parowan. So that pushed us to the semifinals where the Salsevier Rams took on the Parawan Rams and in this game, South Sevier jumped out quick, eventually taking the game 12 to five. Um, if I could just back up a little bit down to the one loss bracket. So as South Sevier waited to see who was going to come through the bottom bracket, we had some fantastic games in the other bracket. So in in some of the first games on Thursday, Beaver took down the North Sevier Wolves 15 to seven. Uh, the upstart North Summit Braves, in what I would say is probably the biggest upset of the tournament, beat San Juan Broncos 6-5. Congratulations to uh, Coach Bo up there in uh, at North Summit. Uh, congratulations to them, Coach Bo, Bo Morrill up there in North Summit, that was a huge win for those boys. Um, for them to to come back in that one-loss bracket and, and taking on an extremely tough San Juan Broncos team, congratulations to the Braves as they moved on as well. Um, one of the other big upsets, the Millard Eagles, who have had a little bit of a struggle this season, beat the Duchesne Eagles 15-6 to Uh, The Millard Eagles found themselves in this one loss bracket. I had a great visit with coach Dakota Bullock after the games and he was, he couldn't say enough about his players. He had talked about how the week before he basically said, Hey guys, we know what we can do. If you don't believe you stay home. If not, you want to get on this ride, let's go. And his players showed up. So they moved on. Um, And in the last game in the one loss bracket on Thursday, uh, in the morning games, excuse me, uh, Milford Tigers beat our hometown Gunnison Bulldogs seven to five. So later that day at Kearns, the Beavers, Beaver Beavers took on the, the North Summit Braves, and this one was all Beavers. Uh, they win 12-2. And in the other game, the Millard Eagles in the nightcap continued their winning ways as they beat the Milford Tigers nine to five. So in the morn on the morning games in Friday, the Kanab Cowboys, who had dropped down from their quarterfinal loss, took on the Beaver Beavers. This game was exciting. This is a game that we were looking forward to because both teams, their dugouts are hot. They're constantly going. Uh, this was this was everything we expected. But the Kanab Cowboys pulled out another one, four to two, and moved on. And then in the other game that day, uh, the Millard Eagles' run came to a close. Even though they gave Enterprise a scare for about three innings, the Wolves beat them 15-6. to six. And then later on Friday night, uh, the Canab Cowboys and the Enterprise Wolves met up in what, in my opinion, was probably one of the funnest, most exciting games that I saw all tournament long. These were two teams that were just battling. Um, because of pitching rules, both teams were trying to find and, and scrape together some pitchers to throw out there in case they moved on and still try to win this game. Um, the Canab Cowboys ended up winning nine to six and they moved on to the Saturday morning game to take on the Parawan Rams. So in that game, in the 10 o'clock game on Saturday morning, um, Parowan jumped out to the early lead. Canab had a host of freshmen that they ran out, uh, Hats off to them. You know, we're going to talk more about this pitching rule and uh, some serious beefs that we had with this, and how at some level it took away a lot of the competition from this tournament. We'll, we'll talk about that in a later podcast. But Knab rolls a bunch of freshmen and sophomores out there, and they, they hung around. Um, Parawan took the early lead, six nothing, but the Cowboys kept battling back, battling back. Uh, finally, it was the Parawan Rams who. Moved on 11 to 8 uh, to take on the South Sevier Rams in the state championship game. Um, and as expected, the state championship game was nothing but a slugfest back and forth for seven innings. Finally, the South Sevier Rams pulled ahead in the bottom of the sixth inning and went on to win that, excuse me, in the top of the sixth inning and went on to win that game 14 to 12. Um, again, getting themselves. One of their first uh, their first baseball state championship in almost twenty years. So, just kind of some highlights of that, some things that, some plays that I noticed throughout the state tournament. Again, this this isn't an all inclusive list because we're going to go back game by game, and give the kudos and and give the credit to the players in each one of these games, and talk more in detail about these teams as we come to the close of the season. But for, for tonight's purpose, I want to talk about just some things that I witnessed while I was there that that really struck me as fantastic baseball plays. A um, couple things. Number one, um, Trevin Yardley and Shaden Benson going back-to-back home runs. Um, for them to do that, Kearns is no small field, and they were facing who I think is probably the second best pitcher in 2A and Rylan Randall. Um, to hit back-to-back home runs to dead center, that was pretty impressive. Um, the Wolves hung around in that game. Unfortunately, Parawan eventually pulled pulled away. Um, but that was that was pretty neat to see. Uh, not very often you see back-to-back home runs, especially in, in a game like that with some high-level pitchers. Um, on the flip side of that, Shaden goes out and throws a no-hitter. Uh, Shaden is a phenomenal pitcher. Um, big lefty, 6'8". Um, throws hard. He was hitting upper 80s, low 90s. Um, has some great breaking stuff. But he finished that game with a no hitter. It's it's unfortunate. And again, we're going to talk about this in a later podcast because of the pitching rules. You'll never be able to see the top pitcher from any team pitch for a full game in the state championship. It it does happen occasionally but it's very rare. Um, under the old rules, you would have a 14-inning 14, 14 rule, which meant you could pitch 14 innings across the state tournament, regardless of what game you're in. Under the new pitching rules, it's very different. There are certain pitches you can only can throw so many pitches during a certain time, and then you have to take a break. And in in my opinion, I think it really lessens what what the competition is about. I was just texting... Uh, a good friend uh, as we started this podcast and basically saying the same thing. You know, How nice would it be that you play up to the state championship game and then like a lot of the higher classifications you could have a three game series at the end of this and then you be able to bring all your guys back and really be able to showcase what got you to the state tournament instead of in the case of many of these teams you're rolling out sophomore and freshman. Not that those kids don't aren't skilled and can't go out there and do things, uh, but it's unfortunate when the very best guy that you have on your team that got you there isn't able to pitch in both teams for the state championship. A couple other things that that just kind of made me smile as I was watching this. Again, this isn't an all-inclusive list. Um, shout out to Stockton Roberts, freshman from the South Sevier Rams. Um, he pitched some huge innings in uh both the Knab game and in the Parowan game, a freshman from out there. um, Talked to his mom and dad after the game. Uh, What a great experience for a young kid, for a freshman, to be able to do that. So congratulations, Stockton, on your state championship as a freshman. Uh, I know you guys have a lot in store the next couple years. You'll lose one senior this year, so we're excited to see what you guys can do next year. Um, One of the other kids that that really made me smile, when Knab was playing the one day, Cale Glover. Third baseman from the Canab Cowboys. Um, I love to watch him play. He, he's a little guy out there, but he's got a lot of spirit in him. And it was fun to see him kind of jawing back and forth. He was talking to people in the stands and talking to other players. And it just made me smile. I, it made me smile to see somebody out there who was enjoying the game so much. He's a fantastic young player. He is going to be really good for the Cowboys. It was exciting to watch him. Um, one of the other guys that I was very, very impressed with overall in the tournament was Canab's catcher, R.J. Magnette. Um, they announced him as Randy Magnette, but I think the guys call him R.J. Um, the guy's got a huge heart. I know in their game uh, against Enterprise, on one of the plays coming home, he sliced his thumb on his throwing hand. He had to get it bandaged up. I could tell it hampered him, but... I also knew there was no way he was going to come out of the game. So loved to watch him play. He hit a huge home run day 1, probably one of the longest home runs that were was hit at the tournament. Uh hit a big ball out to left field. Um my son Gary actually went and retrieved the ball and got himself 10 bucks from going out to get that ball. So, um Congratulations to RJ Magnette. Uh, the other big shout-out I want to say, the Knab beaver dugouts during the tournament were on point. Uh, when they played each other, it, we, we talked about this before, Knab and Beaver, both of those teams, they play with lots of emotion. They, that's just That's just how they play. They're always doing that. And to see them play each other, the dugouts were on point. I don't know who the hype leader is for the Beaver Beavers, but I do know for sure there was a couple guys in the Kanab dugout. I think Quinn Fox was in there, uh, and Wyatt Orton. Wyatt Orton is the ringleader over there. He is the biggest guy in the dugout, and he keeps those guys going. The other thing that I was really really impressed with, and I I touched on this briefly, was the run that the Millard Eagles made. Here is a team that struggled most of the season, finding any kind of momentum, finding any kind of mojo in what they were doing, they found a way to start winning. And I think really what it came down to is, we talked about this, when you fall into the one-loss bracket, it's all about heart, and it's all about who wants to be there, and do you want to continue playing? And uh, it sounds like Coach Bullock had one of those meetings with his guys and said, hey, guys, if you're going to get on the bus... We're going to go play with everything we've got. And if you don't want to play with everything you got, don't get on the bus. Sounds like his guys took that challenge to heart. They came out and beat a tough Duchesne team, um, 15-6 to in that first game. I mean, they they just dominated that game, came back that night, beat Milford, and then really for half of the game gave Enterprise, who was an extremely tough team, a, a great, great game. So hats off to the Millard Eagles. Um, They've got some fantastic players, some of who are graduating. Um, Peyton Rasmussen, James Stevenson, those boys are going to be moving on. Hunter Rhodes, he's going to be coming back. They've got a host of juniors that are going to be coming back. So I look forward to seeing what the Millard Eagles and Coach Dakota Bullock can do. If you know anything about Coach Bullock, the guy is fiery. Um, That's the way he played when he was in high school. That's the way he coaches. So I look forward to see what he can do with his team next year. Uh, The other exciting thing for me was to see the North Summit Braves take down the San Juan Broncos. San Juan is good. Uh, They are a tough team. They have some great pitchers. Um, we, we thought we would see either Jace, or Jer- or Jace Palmer or Jersey Neves in that game. Sound like they tried to save them, and North Summit just showed up to play. And so hats off to Coach Morrell and his staff and the rest of the guys there in North Summit who made that happen. Those, those boys will remember that. I, I talked a little bit to Coach Bullock, too, I, I mentioned, and I said, I, I know your guys are sad that they got beat but they will remember making this run for a long time. Um, and to me, that is that is really what the state tournament is about. These kids made so many memories. I was, I was on Instagram this afternoon. I've just been so busy at the state tournament. I didn't have a, a, a lot of opportunity to be on social media and Instagram uh, on our page while I was up there watching games, but I had a chance this afternoon to catch up. And I love seeing the memories that were popping up today. Um, specifically from the Canab Cowboys uh, Coach Mason Fox uh, on Saturday that was his last game. And so it was cool to see uh, the respect that his players and everybody was given to him. Um, we, we had a, a visit with had a chance to visit with, with Coach Mason a lot during the tournament up there. What a fantastic man. Um, he is a great coach. He's a great friend to us and I know he's been a great mentor to many, many kids that have come up through the Cowboy organization down there at Canab High School. So um, we will miss Coach Fox in the two-way ranks, um, but I know that program is in good hands. Had, had uh, some great visits down there with uh, Coach Brinkerhoff and Coach Orton. Uh, they were a member of that last state championship team from Canab. I can tell you that program is in good hands and there's a lot of enthusiasm um, from those guys. So watch out for the Cowboys. As they're uh, moving on, uh, a couple other other things that I noticed that I, I really really had a, a, a great time while I was at the tournament. I had the opportunity on uh, on Friday night to sit next to Levon and Colleen Randall. Um, they are the parents of. Coach Bud Randall, who is the coach of Enterprise High School, and also the grandparents of Ryland and Trayson Randall, as well as Brady Crouch from Enterprise. I was just sitting behind the stands, or excuse me, sitting behind home plate, uh, just waiting for the game to get going, just kind of sitting there visiting. And I saw this older couple walk in, and they said, do you mind if we sit next to you? And I said, absolutely not. I didn't know who they were. And uh, they sat down, and Duke, their son, came and said, hey, these are my parents, and so I had a chance for about the next two hours to sit and visit with LaVon Randall. Um, what a great experience for me. Um, to me, this is this is what the game of baseball is all about. We were able to sit there. We watched his grandsons play. I watched the game. Um, but we just sit and visited and talked about family. Um, he talked a little bit about the history of Enterprise and how Enterprise came to be, how he met his wife. He talked about uh, his 13 Children And he talked about all of his boys and all the accomplishments they had. And so I just wanted to to thank him specifically, LaVon. Um, he says he faithfully listens to our podcast even late at night on Sunday nights. So I appreciate that. Uh, I consider you a friend now. And thank you for the wonderful visit and the wonderful conversation we had about Enterprise High School, about your family. Um, those type of things mean a lot to me. And ultimately, that's why, that's why we do this podcast. Um, tonight, there were some folks from Parawan that sent a bunch of pictures of some Parawan players and some South Severe players that were together after the game. And then they also sent me some pictures of those same boys who had been playing since early on, six, seven, eight years old. Ultimately, that's what sports is about. I put up a post tonight that said, you know, when it's all said and done, there's only a couple things that are left when the game is over. One of those are memories and the other one are friendships. And if there's anything that I've learned through doing this project and being a part of high school sports, is that those are the most important things. Um, The memories that we have, uh, the memories that you share, the friendships that you build. I've been able to meet. Fans, parents, and coaches from almost all the schools during the baseball season, and I—it has been nothing but positive. I, I count you all as friends, and I'm so grateful that all of you have reached out to us, who have reached out to us, and have supported this in this this project and on this podcast. Um, as we started this, our ultimate goal, as we've said before is to bring the two way community closer together. It was so, it was so much fun to go to the games and have people come up and say, we love your podcast. We love what you're doing for the boys. We appreciate this. Thanks for giving them all the respect and for the accolades that they deserve. And and they really do. And for me, that's what this is. That, that makes it all worth it to me. Um, My wife, interesting story, uh, I had went to the game on Friday mornings and my wife and my mother-in-law had went out to get breakfast and we had some good friends from San Juan that ended up at the same restaurant. Um, My wife saw that they were wearing some San Juan gear. They started up a conversation and they found out that that was my wife and how they listened to the podcast and everything else. So it's been a lot of fun to do this. As we move forward to next year, we've got a lot of exciting things in store. We we want to be better. We want to be bigger. We want to make our coverage better. We want to find those stories that are out there and be able to share them with, with everybody inside this two-way community. So as I get ready to sign off for tonight, um, I also want to announce, I know there will be a two-way All-Star game this coming Saturday in Beaver. I know many of those All-Stars have been announced. Um excited to see many of those boys play again together. So that'll be a fun opportunity for them. And then please tune in next week uh, when Benny gets back. We're gonna give a full rundown of everything and give the credit to all the players and everything that happened this weekend. There was so much stuff that happened and it's it's interesting, even though even though there's only two of us and we usually just kind of split the duties of, of having all the stats and everything ready. It's It's been a very different being here by myself and doing this. Um, I'm new to the podcast game. Benny's the technical guy. I usually just show up and talk, and so I have a bunch of notes and everything on how to do the podcast, so I'm hoping this actually goes out and that uh, I can get this published tonight. You guys can listen to it and uh, give you a little bit of a, at least a, a summary and an overall update of everything that happened on the tournament this weekend. So again, I appreciate everybody who's been out there listening and supporting to us. We'll be back again this next week. We're going to have a wrap up. We'll have our all-star team there. And then we're probably going to take a break for the summer and uh, get ready for for next season. So um, for now, for myself, Andy Hill, and for the fourth row, and for Benny, who was hunting somewhere in Canada, we're out. Thank you for spending your time with the 4th Row. For more information, visit our website at fourthrowmedia.com. or check us out on any of our social media channels.